Do you have a group project this semester? In this episode of College on Fleek, we're going to show you how to crush it in your group project. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman. This is College on Fleek. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. In this episode of College on Fleek, we're going to show you how to crush it in a group project. Group projects can really cause you to lose your mind, and there's a way that you can run a group project so that it will be successful and you'll get the grade that you want. But first, let's take a motivation minute. One thing that you might know if you've ever played a sport or if you play an instrument or maybe you're a singer or a dancer, and that is that it really wouldn't do any good for you to do a, let's say, three-hour practice session once a week. It would actually be more beneficial if you only did maybe 30 minutes every day. Think about if you wanted to get into shape. What's better, to go for a two-hour run once a week, or would it be better to run for 30 minutes five times a week? Well, you're actually going to get better results if you do the shorter time period more days of the week. And that's true with anything. If you try to sit down and organize your entire room in one day, that can be overwhelming. But if you just did one desk drawer at a time, like one desk drawer every day, it would be easier for you to do and you wouldn't feel overwhelmed and you, had, you would actually get better results. And the same is true with studying. Rather than studying for five hours the night before the test, if you just studied 20 or 30 minutes every day after class, you would know the information more thoroughly you would remember it more easily and that would help you get a better grade on the test. So a better way to stay motivated is to just do a little bit every day. In every episode, we like to give you a study hack or a success hack. Now, if you really want the ultimate study hack, you want the College on Fleek Study Smart Toolkit and we're, we can email that to you immediately and if you just go to collegeonfleek.com and tell us where to send it, we'll email that to you. And that's my three-step system that has helped thousands of students improve their grades. And I mean, I'm talking going from D's and F's to A's on the very next exam. It works for any class, any major, any university, even for high school students or graduate students. So I want to give you a success hack, and it's kind of also a little bit of a study hack, and that is take notes. If you look back on episode 17, we did an entire show on how to take notes, but the reason that this is important is, if nothing else, it will help you stay awake and alert in class, and you really need that so that you're not missing critical information or even announcements. So take notes. All right, let's talk about group projects. Group projects can really be a terrible experience, honestly. And if you've been in a group project, you know 
possibly what it's like when you have a slacker in your group. Hopefully you weren't the slacker, but when you get a group project with a team that either one person or maybe all of them are just really terrible, then it's very frustrating. And many times students say, well, I would rather just do the project by myself, but sometimes a project is not doable for one person. Secondly, that might not be an option in the class. And third, group projects are a great way to get ready for what your work life is going to be like. Because when you're at work, you're going to be working with a team or in a group and many times with a committee. And you need to understand how to work with other people. Now, I think one of the disadvantages of group work in college is that as an instructor, we'll throw you into a group project, but we really don't teach you how to work with the group. We just toss you all together and say, do the work and present it to the class or do the work and turn it in at the whatever date. And working with other people can be very challenging, especially if you really don't know how to do that. And that's what we're going to get into today. So we're going to look at four different steps when it comes to group work. The first one is you need to select your group. There are two scenarios with group work. One is your professor might choose the teams and you're just put on a team. And then the other scenario is you get to choose your team. If the instructor puts you on a team, there may not be a lot that you can do about it. You, not, you might just be stuck with that group. If you get to select your team members, this is where meeting people in your classes as you're going through college is really important because the people that you're starting out with as freshmen, by the time you get to your senior level course where maybe you have a giant group project and it's worth a large percentage of your grade, if you will start your freshman year getting to know people who are especially in your um, classes in your major, then by the time you get to your senior year, you know who's good and who's not. And many times what I would do in college and what I see my good students doing now is they know when they sign up for a class, okay, I, we know there's going to be a huge group project in here. And if they're signing up, like before the semester even starts, they've already set up their teams and they know like this guy's really good at finance and that girl's really good at accounting and he's good at marketing and she's really great at management. And they'll go ahead and put together a diverse team, not based on who their friends are, but based on the skill sets of the other students. So that's your first step. How do you choose your team? Now, it's possible that your instructor will assign someone on the team to be a leader. So as we go through this information, you might discover that you feel comfortable being a team leader. However, you might be on a team with someone who wants to be the team leader. And it may be strategic for you to let that person go ahead and be the team leader, but you wanna just pay attention to how they're handling situations and how other team members are responding to them just because you don't have the title of team leader or team captain or whatever doesn't mean that you can't be a leader and if nobody really steps up to be the leader then you may want to do this because 
you don't want to ever leave your grade in other people's hands. And I'm just going to tell you that as an instructor, when I have a group who turns in a project, I never accept as an excuse, well, that person never called us back, or well, I couldn't get my team to do anything. Too bad, you should have worked that out a month ago when you were assigned the project. So most likely your instructor is not going to accept excuses. If you step up to be the leader and watching this episode, and then we're gonna give you some more information on what you can do to help yourself really run a group project, you can be sure that it's not gonna be quite so stressful because all the pieces are gonna be in place. All right, so you've selected your team. Maybe you're the team leader or someone else's. Step two is you need to divide up the work of the project. Now, ideally, you would divide it up based on people's strengths. So let's say if it's a project in your science class and you have somebody who's really, like they're an English major, then maybe they could be responsible for writing the report. Maybe if you have someone who's actually a biology major, have that person be in charge of running the experiment. If it's in a business class, then have the accounting major take care of all the financial statements, have the management major talk about what our strategic plan is gonna be, but line up the areas of the project either with people's strengths or with things that they are interested in. If nobody is volunteering to step up and do certain things, you may have to, this is where you're going to have to be a leader and you might have to say, okay, Joe, why don't you take this section? And Margaret, why don't you take this section? And you may have to assign pieces to people based on who's available and what is the work that needs to get done. And there might be things that are maybe in somebody's wheelhouse that you wanna think about. It might not be in terms of writing content. Like maybe you have people who really enjoy doing research, but somebody is a graphic designer and they could be in charge of creating the visual aids or the slide deck. Maybe you have someone on your team who's really good with video and there might be an opportunity, even if it's not part of the assignment, to create a video that would go along with your project. But what you don't want is to have someone on the team who's not doing anything. And what I would recommend is whenever you're having a team meeting, keep notes of, keep a written note of who's doing what and who said what and set some dates on these things. So say, when are we going to see a first draft of this or a first version of this? Or if it's a, if it's a video, when are we gonna see a storyboard? And set some concrete dates. Is that going to be one week from today? This is gonna get into step number three, which is doing the work. And there are some things you can do to help you and the rest of your team get the work done. First of all, you might want to use something like Google Docs where you can all be accessing documents and making changes or use an application like Dropbox. You could also have your team meetings. It can be really difficult to have team meetings in person all the time with people's class schedules and their work schedules. But remember, you could use something like um, FaceTime or Skype or Zoom. Now Zoom is a good one because Zoom is a video conferencing app and it's free 
and you can do, I think under the free terms, you can do up to 45 minutes and I don't know, up to 20 people or something. And it's like, you can all see each other on screen. So remember, you can use technology to help you do your project. Maybe you create a Facebook group, a closed group just for your team members. And of course, in doing the work, you need to make sure your work is done. And I mean, it's done when you said it would be done. And you may also, whether you're the team leader or not, you might want to take responsibility for just checking on other team members, maybe just shooting them a text. How's it going? Do you need help on what on your part of the project? Do you have everything you need? And don't wait and check in with them the night before it's due. Check in with them every couple of days. And that will also help keep you accountable because if I'm going to check on you, then I need to be prepared that you might hit me back and say, yeah, I'm actually done with my part. How's yours going? And I, I need to be able to say like, yeah, I'm doing I got it done. I don't want to be like, oh, I didn't do anything yet. Setting deadlines for your team that you can check in along the way, that'll do a few things. First of all, it helps you see the information that you're collecting and see if you need to help each other. It'll also show you early if you have a slacker on the team so that you can address it. Step number four, you're actually going to submit the work. You may be submitting a written report directly to your teacher. You may have to make a presentation in front of your class. It could be a combination where you have to give your instructor a written report and you have to make that presentation to the class. I would recommend if you have had one person, let's say, create the slide deck, I would make sure that everyone on the team has a copy of the slide deck before the presentation because crazy stuff can happen. That person's flash drive crashes. Their laptop won't boot up. They get into a car wreck on the way to school and so they can't make it to class or they got sick or something. I've seen all kinds of things happen and if that, if that was the person with the presentation, your group is screwed. So make sure multiple people have access to the slide deck and the written report. And again, this is where something like Google Docs or Dropbox can be very, very useful. Make sure that you have a backup plan in case you get into the classroom and the projector isn't working or the computer isn't working and you don't have a way to show what you were going to show, be prepared to wing it and do a presentation without the technical aids that you thought you were going to have. And the same is true with your written report. Don't just trust one member of your team to print out the written report and bind it and bring it when it's due. What if something happens to that person? What if their printer jams or their computer crashes or their printer isn't working? Again, what if they're on the way to school and they get held up in traffic or there's a fender bender. Things happen and when you put one person in charge of like turning in the whole project, you can really be setting yourself up for a huge disaster. So make sure the project is done in time for everybody to have a copy of it just in case. 
Group projects are frequently a big part of your grade and they're also possibly really stressful because you're working with other people and all of your grades are dependent on each other. And of course you, you have other classes that you're trying to get through. And that's why at College on Fleek, we created a series of hack packs. I love hacks. Like give me some hacks and some tips. Show me how to get things done and be more productive. And our College on Fleek hack pack number one walks you through this process and gives you all the details of how to run a group project. We have video tutorials, checklists for each step of the way to tell you step by step. I just told you what to do and that's always great, but I'm the kind of person like, that's great that you told me what to do, but can you tell me how to do it? And that's what the hack pack does. It tells you step by step how to do the things that we just talked about today. We have checklists, we have video training, and then in that hack pack, we have a troubleshooting guide and a frequently asked questions that were developed by me with one of my students who at the time was a senior in college and a very good student. And so it's really, the hack packs really present our best hacks from an instructor, but also from an A-level student. So if you're interested in seeing more about the Hack Pack, go to collegeonfleek.com and check out Hack Pack number one, how to crush it in your group project. And we'd like to hear from you. College on Fleek is a dialogue, not a monologue. So tell us in the comments, are you currently in a group project? And remember, you can connect with us anytime at collegeonfleek.com. And join us next week when we're going to show you how to crush it during finals week and still stay sane. That's next week here on College on Fleek.